All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is Monday, and boys, I'm joined alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan, by the way. I've decided, since everything seems to happen between Thursday and Monday, we're just going to go to the show seven days a week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do them all right That's smack in the middle of the day, too. <laughs> Listen, Thomas Shabbat gets injured out four to six weeks. Eric Branstrom suffers a concussion. They lose in Long Island. They win on the road. It's their first road win since March of last year in Pittsburgh. They dismantled them without having three of their top 60. All of that happened while you guys were, I don't know, washing your golf clubs. I know. I know. And they listen. I was a, I was on the road all weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sends hockey fans are content carnivores. They just want more and more and more. Bob, we're only human. Can't give it to them. <laughs> Maxed out. <laughs> hey, I got up and drove six hours home this morning to be on time from from wow. south of Atlanta just for the. That's commitment. That the is commitment right there. Yep. Where Georgia were you? Uh, my place down in Georgia. So okay. just just south of where your boy is. I was just say, I'm gonna get you to take him a care package from now on. I um, told you I would. I'm going through there quite uh, a bit. Maybe if you could take him some hands, that would be great. <laughs> he doesn't want mine. Did you golf with, uh, you, go, you yeah. must you must you must belong to a golf course there too, right? Six. Yeah. You're if you're a member of one, you get six courses at Reynolds Plantation. Oh, yeah. Nice. Did we you had play? a good 
Yeah, we got uh, we got 18 in both days. It was absolutely gorgeous down there. And then I came back to just pitiful weather in Nashville. So I might just get in the car and go back. Well, we had snow today, Bob. Uh, I, all right. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> you, you guys got it a little worse. Uh, all right. So let's get on with the show, shall we? Uh, as I said, the, the Sens had a big win in Pittsburgh. They had the loss in Long Island. Lots of stuff going on. In Pittsburgh, though, um, were you guys at all surprised? We'll get to the injuries in a sec. That they are down... Zub, Brandstrom, Shabbat, they have Mantapalo making his NHL debut, Tyler Clevin his season debut, and it looked like they might as well have been first in the Eastern Conference. They were very good. The shots were a little different. I think at one point Pittsburgh controlled the play, but that's when Jonas Corposalo did what he got paid to do. Yeah, he did. I I don't know if I was calling that one, but um... – he did you said it best he did exactly what he did to do he still i he didn't steal a game because i thought the sends were good in front of him mm. uh at times but he i mean 40 43 shots against is a, is a is a lot um but they had a lot of shots from the outside didn't you think yorkie this a lot of like mm. uh, not no big secondary or third chances maybe a few but that being said he 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 didn't steal the game the sense played well he he was the first star and he was mm. phenomenal back there and it's um I think it takes time for guys to settle in and maybe it just, you know, he had a bad week try, trying to settle in and he's and hope let's, let's just hope he's back to it now because it, uh, he looked like a position one there last night the other night. Yeah. Great. You look at the shots, like the Sens were, were greatly overshot in the first period. It's almost like Ottawa did to Pittsburgh what Detroit did to Ottawa at home. Like mm. you, you just very opportunistic scoring. You look at Ottawa, what they got, Three goals on their first eight shots of the game. That's a pretty yeah. good shooting percentage. And Pittsburgh didn't get good goaltending. Like, with all due respect, you get you again. That just shows you in the NHL, you need your goaltenders to make saves. And Pittsburgh's yeah. goalie didn't make saves. Kind of like what happened to 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 Ottawa in those games they lost at home. I thought they should have won that Detroit game. They lost at home. They just no yeah. timely saves, no timely scoring. And that's just hockey. So you're you're sometimes going to get wins when not that they didn't play well, but wasn't their best game. Like yeah, like, yeah. And, well, and yeah, they didn't have the D. I know that, but that that yeah. sometimes galvanizes your group. It's like we're we're missing Shabbat, uh, we're missing Zub, we're missing Brandstrom, and, and then you just play simpler. You play simpler. You manage the puck way better. And after you win a game like that, it really fires up the boys too. It's like you just you feel really good about yourselves as a group. But you play simpler. And it, I don't care. I don't care who you are. If if you don't get saves, you're usually not going to win. And when you do, you just got a much better chance of winning. And Corpus Salo was he was really good. So that's uh, yeah. you know, good for him. Nice to see him. Set him get see him get back into uh, the win column. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, by the way, here's a look at the uh, the D times from that Pittsburgh game. Uh, Jacob Chikrin, I thought it was going to be 58 minutes, but it was only 27-14. Uh, uh, Jake Sanderson, 25-58. Uh, Hamannick and Jacob Bernard Docker, both 21-45. Uh, Tyler Clevin, I don't believe, played any special teams time, and Mantapalo no. played, like I think it was 43 seconds of shorthanded time. They did not want them on the ice as much as possible against Sidney Crosby. Although there was a time when I saw the fourth line, Mantapalo 
and Tyler Clevin out against Crosby's line. I'm like, oh, just hang on. Just get a whistle. <laughs> shoot it, shoot it into the bench. Oh. <laughs> and the worst and the worst is too, like when you're Matt DiPello and you're and you're whatever we played seven, eight minutes, you feel like dog crap when you're on the ice because yeah. you've been down in the minors, probably averaging 20 minutes a game. You're into the game and people have no idea how hard it is to play when you play sparingly because you get on the ice, you're kind of nervous. <laughs> Your legs aren't feeling great. You're like, just don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. That's Sidney Crosby. That's Sidney Crosby. <laughs> There's Crosby. Shit. What's yeah. he going to do? So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you mentioned Chicker and boy, he's had a couple of really good games. Sanderson was good again. Got to give props to Hamannick too. Like Hamannick, He looked really good. Right? Yeah. He, yeah. St he, he stepped up. I think Docker yeah. was over 20 minutes too. So, hey, it's like I said, they got outshot, found a way to win. Uh, show me a good goaltender and I'll usually show you a team that wins. <laughs> it's yep. pretty well sometimes yeah. as simple as that. And and but there were some scrambly moments. Like let's again, we, I mean, they gave up 43 shots, but Ottawa did. And on top of that, they blocked 22 more. Yeah, and they. I, I just felt that they were going to try to make this a win as much as they could. They just all seemed to want to buy into this. I they, were there mistakes, well, sure, but I think as a whole, they they played well. Plus, they moved the lines around, right? With uh, Bathurst well, and Tarasenko being with Josh Norris. To Bob's point, when I saw Bob engaging on Twitter a couple of days ago with the Sens fan base, threw out a, a supportive tweet of DJ, not the time to fire him. And all of a sudden, you're like surrounded. You had Sens fans all around you. They're after you, whipping stuff at you. But <laughs> to your to your point that you made, that just shows to me that a team that's not quitting on their coach. You yeah. you got a you got you have a layup of an excuse to lose that game. Yep. Right there. Wow, we didn't have our guys. But instead, this team got together, found a way to win. Uh, so it just goes to show you, like, this team is a long way from not wanting to play for this coach. Like, it, it's the total it, opposite. It yeah, it is. I think they like them. I think, I, I think, like, I guess just to further reiterate the point, I think that um, it, it, was a, it was a layup game to lose, for sure. All the excuses were built in. Brady... Brady got the team going, um, you know, and the team and, and dragged the team into the fight. But I, they got back to the house. They blocked a ton of shots. It felt like they just wanted to get it done as much for one, one for each other, excuse me, as much as the coaching staff. And you said it a while ago, a coach's main job is to motivate. The X's and O's are pretty much the same across the board, right? With some things here and there that change with different teams and systems and schematics. But DJ is a good motivator. He's a very good speaker in the room. He gets the boys to the level that they need to be most nights. And there's nights where the coach's words fall on deaf ears because you're exhausted and you're in Newark on a Tuesday or whatever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think DJ is a very good motivator. And I think that's the biggest, that, that's the biggest piece of a coaching staff. Yeah. This is what people don't, this is what people need to understand that are leading the charge to, to, to fire the coach. Exactly to your point. And, and I'll give you a perfect example. Ottawa is looking to score late in the game. It's not DJ over the boards with the whiteboard drawn up a plan. You see Davis Payne doing that. Mm -hmm. When you are getting your penalty kill organized for the game, that's Jack Capuano who's in charge of the penalty kill, I believe. Uh, usually your one has the other. So right. imagine Jack has the PK, Davis Payne has the power play. So 
it's uh it's i'm a big believer you need to be surrounded by guys that are smarter than you or you know just just bring a different skill set yeah uh, and 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 uh so hey like i said I, I i'm a big believer in and i tell you i say this story all the time barry trotz who i played for for two years uh love barry as a guy technically speaking uh, I played for a lot better coaches, <laughs> had be- better, better ways, X and O's and all that. But Barry Trout's by far the best guy that got you to be able to play for each other, for him, whoever, whoever can get the guys to play their hardest. That's what Barry Trout's one of the best guys ever had. And to me, that is the most valuable asset of a head coach. Can you get guys to play hard each and every night more often than not? And that to me is the number one trait your head coach has to have. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, we lost Wally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, he's muted himself. Yeah. Hit Let's on me, this guy. Sh- oh, boy. Oh, boy. That might be the Where'd you time. go? Where'd you go, Wally? Where'd you go? Well, so here's just so we all understand when the show changes, and we talk before the show, and then it goes into the opening. Some every once in a while, my mic switches, but I can't tell because I can't hear our mics. Just like you guys can't. So then all of a sudden I'm trying to switch it around and it just isn't switching. Anyway. So ah, he's back. Here we are. So and now I'm going to talk for the rest of the remaining 48 minutes. Is, Perfect. You can say all you want about that DJ doesn't do this and he doesn't run the power. He's got to do something. And what mm-hmm. he's doing perhaps isn't always working. That's the issue. They don't fans don't see enough change but they see lots of player movement. They don't see enough change in the way the team performs for them to get excited and to think that he's doing a very good job. So I'll tell you one of the biggest, one of the biggest problems so far early in the Sen season when things aren't going well is Sen's net front. Individual plays where sticks aren't picked up, guys are letting a guy get open, or guys are just losing track of where they are. Say this again. 
that is not a systems thing. That is not a that oh, is okay. That is, Stop, Yorkie. It is, is a coach that, thing. If they're going to keep doing it, then you get different players, or you coach it and fix it. I hey, I agree, but it's not a systems thing. That is, that's like quit calling it a system. It's not a system. I didn't. I didn't. I'm just talking about how they play on the ice. If you want them to be over in the corner when the puck's in front of the net, then you tell them, I want you to be in front of the, in the corner. All I'm saying is they tell them how to play the game. And if they can't play it the way they want them played, they want the game played, then they get somebody else in who can. Totally agree with that. Totally agree. But I'm just saying it is not a systems thing. I, <laughs> we've agreed it's not a systems thing then. It's a coaching issue, though. Uh, if Bobby continues to just dump the puck in and go for a change, yeah. the coach will say, Bobby, I would like you to carry it in every once in a while. And be like, okay, coach. But if he doesn't, then he needs to sit on the bench because if he's not going to listen to the coach, then he's just going to keep doing what he and, wants. And, and that's, and that's the thing now where, where, where we are this year with the senators, this is really the first time since I can remember that they actually had a, a really good team on paper. Yeah. So I want to see what, the coaching staff can do with this really good team. And right now they're 500. And I, and I just think it's for me, I wouldn't be firing the coach right now where this team's at right now uh, that I would do some other things before I would do that. But that's not, that's not the first <laughs> order of business I would be doing right now if I were the Ottawa senators. Okay. No. However, Yorkie, I will say that there being 500 in October is not necessarily a positive, and I'll get to that in yeah. a sec. Have so, you seen the? Have you seen their other records starting the season the last five years? Uh, they were four and four last year. They were. I remember that. I remember so that. yeah, and we uh, were very high on them last year at four and it, four, and some of yes. us are going pump the brakes. Now we're very low on them, and some <laughs> of us are going pump the brakes. That's I, yeah, <laughs> like that's. I'm not saying it's just. Let's just see. Like, okay, wait a sec. Hold on. Develop. Hold. I, I need you to do your Wendy's read so I can give you the stat on October. All right. Well, Wendy's, who's got me up here? Bob. Yeah. Bob. Is it Bobby? Okay. Bobby's got Wendy's. I got us. Don't forget, guys, coming soon is the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survival Pool. Get set to join in all the action to win tons of prizes that Wendy's is offering all season long with the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survival Pool, including Wendy's newest addition to their all-star burger lineup, the very real barbecue bacon cheeseburger. I could go for one right now. Enjoy the applewood smoked bacon and crispy onions as cheese melts over the fresh new frozen Canadian beef. Oh, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Download the Wendy's app and get set for the face-off pool sponsored by Wendy's. And we'll keep you posted when it's running live. That burger reads oh. hitting me after that drive. <laughs> it, you know what? It is really good. I have had a I gotta get up bacon there. cheeseburger. So uh, time now for Did You Know? Yorkie, this is fitting for you. So did you know the Sens wrapped up the month of October with a 4-4 four and four record? This marked the 12th time the Sens have won less than five games in the month of October. The Sens have only made the playoffs twice when winning less than five games in the month of October. 1996-97, their first year, and 2002-2003. It is not very good if they don't get off to a better start for the Ottawa Senators. All I'm saying is that what's history, that's what history tells us. The last time they won five games in the month of October was 2017-18. Okay. <clears throat> is that all you got to say about that? 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm still pumping the brakes, guys. Uh, <laughs> what else you got for me? <laughs> so, just trying to point out that I'm while they can be 500, I don't like the start, and I'm concerned as we go Why into November. You, I got a question you though. Yorkie, did you know that slide was coming? Did you see that? Because I downloaded that image and I, I was waiting for this. <laughs> no, you didn't, I didn't, you didn't open your email, did you? I did. I did. I forgot. About it. I'm I'm just I've been prepping for my big uh, sponsor read later. It's like <laughs> it's like a short. It's like a novel. That's a, yeah. Oh, you got a long one. I actually got a printout and everything. I did, I did my job today. Yeah, I did it. I uh, yeah. I, I, I did it. <laughs> you guys are going to charge me for paper now. No kidding. Yorkies is handwritten. <laughs> I took out my feathered pen with a dot, little uh, thing of ink. Look, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about where they're at. Um, I still, I still have them finishing where I have them finishing. I'm not reneging on what I said. I think that the goaltending is going to get better. I think that there's going to be some growing pains with the young defense right now. We, yes. I think we know that. We know that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the team can score special teams got to get going a little bit again here. Um, but I, but I'm fair. I'm very much more optimistic than I have been in years past. Really? Yeah. Very much so. Okay. Yeah. okay. There's, there's, there's so much things, to talk about today. There's, there's things that are different this year. Like you've got a little more depth and like to this point, really too, I like Tim Stutzla can still play better. Mm -hmm. Like he can be more consistent. Um, like they they're at this record, and there's still a lot of guys that I think not that he's been playing poorly, but it's a little tougher this year, right? Guys are keying on a little more, but there's a lot of positive. Claude Giroux, I thought, got off to a little bit of a slower start, and I thought against Pittsburgh was one of his best games of the year. Yeah, uh, Brady, another another two goals. Uh, you look at Matthew Joseph. Everybody wanted to. That's why you should always. It's better to be a little more patient and let things play out. Like people wanted to run Matthew Joseph out of town. That's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. pitchforks, torches, chasing him down the street. And like you yeah. people were willing, if you would have listened to mob rules mentality, most people wanted to trade a first rounder to get Matthew Joseph out of town. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Imagine I think, oh, oh, oh yeah. wait a second. I don't know that they wanted to. But they thought the, that was the best thing. He's they, terrible. He got no, three hang goals on. last year. No, that's not it. Teams are up against the cap, and cap space matters. So $3 million is a lot of cap space. So in order to yeah. get teams to take him, and a lot of teams are up against the cap and can't make that move, you're going to have to pay to get it moved. And that's what people wanted to see Shane Pinto in the lineup. Tell me, name me one person that wouldn't want to see Shane Pinto in the lineup over Matthew Joseph at the start of the season. I don't know that it would be anybody that would say Matthew Joseph first. No. And, and, and as well as Matthew Joseph is playing right now, I, I still take Shane Pinto in the lineup and, and no disrespect to Joseph as he's been tremendous, but uh, that right shot centerman is, is still way more important. My, no, my point is it's like you sometimes patience is just, and obviously they couldn't make a move because everybody, yeah. Daniel Breer was sitting there like this, rubbing his hands, just waiting. <laughs> All right. What are you going to give me for Joseph? And then, like, it's, so we'll see. Again, like, he could, it's still early, right? It's still yep. early. Who knows? Joseph did the same thing when he came in late in that season and he was put into a top six role. He was scoring like crazy. But the thing different now is he's he's playing in a third line position and he's been so good five on five. Again, I thought he was great against Pittsburgh. So 
Yeah, my 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 point is it's 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 still I hate saying it, but it's still early. It's still early. Yes. Yeah. And uh like I said, I I want to I want to see a little more before drastic measures are taken and you and you make decisions. But there are concerns uh and that is so uh, Artem Zub did skate today. They had a skills day, so not a full practice. Uh he skated DJ Smith not on the ice, which caused some concern or chatter, but okay. uh Coaches don't typically go on the ice for skills day. No. Uh, so we'll wait to see tomorrow, but Artem Zub, and if, if he's back, possibly closer to playing Thursday, although I, I'm not sure at this point. Um, but losing Thomas Shabbat and Eric Branstrom, I thought Eric Branstrom was playing very, very good hockey uh, this beginning of the season. But Thomas Shabbat for four to six weeks, that's a tough blow. And so I went back to find the video because I, I was like, I remember watching the game and seeing him play and nobody thought anything of it. And he said he blocked a shot early in the second. This is all I can find. He's in front of the net battling. The shot comes in. He doesn't even flinch at the time, but this is it. This is all there is of That's him getting hit by a shot. That's the only time a shot comes near him. It drops right by his wrist and yeah. it goes on in place. I honestly um, thought you sent the wrong clip because I watched it 10 <laughs> times and I was like, what? What you know, yeah, as a guy that's I, gotten hit in the hands and and knows how bad that hurts for him, it must have just been the perfect clean break. It really had yes. to have been, um, because the, the the cleaner the break, the less painful it is. Really, um, you know, speaking as a guy had a few. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I I defer to you on all hand injuries. Yeah, it's the little, it's honestly the little ones that people are like, that's all it was, but it it just gets you in that that perfect spot, and that's what it looks like happened there. Um, because he. And, like you said, no flinch, and he got right back into the yeah. play. Um, so probably once the adrenaline came down and the fumes, and and he got back, he was probably like, "Oh man, something's wrong here," um, and noticed it after the fact. And then that's that's when you go get those X-rays where you're holding your breath, trying to hope that there's no hairline fracture or anything like that. Because if it's not a clean break and it's a hairline fracture, you just have to wait for it to calcify. Mm-hmm. That, that is four to six weeks, almost exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think, Bob, you're like a hand specialist, so. Does it swell up right away or is it a delayed uh, swelling? Mine were always, I had, I had a couple in the fingertips that were, that immediately swelled and then a couple lower in the fingers that weren't nearly the same. Um, And they got, they, they, they kept the swelling down really well because you go right into that splint with the tape, right? So that it doesn't get too big. Um, But yeah, it's, it's just, 50 50 for me so it's probably 50 50 for him as well you never, you don't know yeah i i never broke a finger or a hand or a thumb and i see it's 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 unbelievable what certain guys get right yeah i mean brian campbell just lifted my stick one time and it shattered (laughs) i was like like, you gotta be kidding me yeah he just lifted yeah he just went to lift my stick and the his stick and my stick and it kind of did that slide up thing and caught me on the bottom finger and it's the most innocent, innocuous-looking play, and all of a sudden, I'm getting to the bench, and I look down, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's definitely broken." <laughs> I was, I was. When, uh, sorry, go ahead, Wally. I said, when you see the movie Edward Scissorhands, does anything, <laughs> does anything more come like, to mind? Yeah, a little bit, but more like when Ricky Bobby's like, "I don't know what to do with my hands," and he brings them up like this. I'm like, "That's <laughs> how I felt like years it. out there." <laughs> when, uh, Wally, Wally, you could appreciate this when I when I first started doing television. I would be doing between periods for Sens game, and that, that's they're calling me Ricky Bobby because my hands kept coming up, and I was talking with my hands all the time. Oh, see, and, and for me, it's on the desk. So then they call it you the piano player. So when you tap your hand down on the desk, like boom, boom, like 
So they call you uh, playing the piano. People have done videos with the uh, piano keys. Anyway. Uh, all right. So just quickly, your thoughts on losing Thomas Shabbat for four to six weeks, Yorkie. It's a big loss. It's a big loss. It's, it's, he's just a guy that you don't notice all the little things he does in a game, like transition the puck with his skating out of the defensive zone. That's probably his biggest asset. Going back for pucks, coming up, taking it out, and people just take that for granted. Um, sure, he was inconsistent defensively to start the season off. I, th I thought he wasn't playing his best hockey. But the little things like I talk about, getting it up to your forwards, making plays, that, that will be missed. No matter how you slice and dice it, someone's going to have to step up. Good news, Chikrin's playing great right now. Yeah. Uh, Hamannick jumped up, had a nice game. So And Zub looks like Zub is going to be back sooner than later. So uh, they should be able to handle it. They got, they got depth now. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's 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 going to hurt. It's going to leave a mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, how did I, you cue that up so fast? That's Gavin. That's you know what he's been doing this show for like seventeen years. That's the first time he's really gone out on his own and done something good. I like it. Uh, well done. Get, well done. He gets employee there. of the week. I was close. I was close to putting Talladega Nights in my top five comedies. Like it's it's it's, it's right it's right there. It's number right two there. for me. I went right. back and we rewatched Wedding Crashers last week, and I, I it's I don't think you miss in that movie. Go back and rewatch it, and then come back with the one liners that you missed. It's absolutely oh, I know. line after line. <laughs> hey, I, well, I, I get, uh, I get to give I, you guys uh, some homework if you haven't watched it yet. You gotta watch old dads. Old dads, I've seen that. It's so good. Going on like, my list. There's not too many good comedies that are getting released nowadays. Yeah. But old dads get a few corny things, but you'll Bob, you'll enjoy it. And you can't make a joke up. anymore, so you can't make a comedy. <laughs> Bill Burr, Bill Burr makes makes some good uh, offside uh, comedy in this one. He's he's fantastic. I will watch that. Old dads. I I meant to go back and get Bobby your Halloween costume from a couple years ago where you're the uh, bathroom attendant because uh, <laughs> the Sens did have their, one of the reasons they did a skills uh, skate today, by the way, the Sens had their annual Halloween party last night. A few okay. pictures came out, not many. So that's one of the reasons why wasn't a lot going on on the ice today. I don't think um, people no. just trying to get through the day for the most part. You know how those days go. <laughs> Maybe I'll just ride the bike. Throw a skills day, coaches. The boys have the boys would have had that lined up with the coaches and all designed. Yeah. So yeah, well, they don't play till Thursday. It's a perfect time. Perfect time. It's a good team thing. It's a it's one of the best nights of the year for the guys and the girlfriends and the wives to all you don't you don't get a chance to really just cut loose together very often and oh. and have some fun. So I, it's a great night and it's a great team building night. And and Halloween's easier because it's earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. It's like Christmas. There's so much going on. Families in town. Christmas parties are terrible for that kind of stuff. I always thought like yeah. the Halloween party was always the best time. I agree, hundred percent. All the rookie parties were a little fun too. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Not that anybody invited me to one, but yeah, <laughs> they were okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, Yorkie, uh, time now for your DoorDash read of the day. Oh, here we go. Well, it's time for show hot or cold. Yeah. Uh, this show is proudly delivered by DoorDash. And just like Wally's 
well-coiffed silver fox hairdo, DoorDash delivers the goods. With restaurants, grocery, pharmacy, batteries, flower shops, and more, DoorDash really has everything you need. Ordering's easy. Just go to the DoorDash app. Choose what you want, what you want. Your items will be left safely outside your door. With our default contactless delivery setting with DoorDash, with Double Dash on DoorDash, you can order from multiple restaurant stores, same delivery without additional delivery fees. Everyone can get what they need. <clears throat> All right, boys, this is important here. So for a limited time, listeners can get 25% off, zero delivery fees on your first order of 15 bucks or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter this code NATION25 all uppercase letters. So don't forget that's 25% off up to $12 value, zero delivery fees on your first order. And you can check that app out and don't forget about that code nation 25 <laughs> uh, valid in Canada, subject to change. And my goodness, Wally, this is so, like a, this is like a high, a long haiku. <laughs> Bobby, you're welcome. Okay. Thank you for that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't need uh, that. <laughs> Yorkie, you didn't read the lines at the beginning. Yes, I did. No, no, you I didn't. Said, I said, just like Wally's well-coiffed hairdo. No, that's Lord not there. DoorDash delivers the goods. That is not there. Are you sure? Yeah. I can swear I'm reading it right now. <laughs> it was about you making great tape-to-tape -tape passes. but Oh, I might I might have ad-libbed there and used someone yeah. else's name instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, it's time taking now a shot, for... taking a shot on me at Twitter. Cause there's no goals left tonight. No, I saw that. I saw Okay, that. We can get to that later. There's so much. We're... This is a four hour show today. Uh, hot or cold. And so this is why I messed up the reads. I should have given Bobby DoorDash today. Bobby, you, uh, have the hot or cold performer of the day. I do. And I think you could have picked a number of guys, but I'm, st I'm sticking with Jacob Trickren. Um, just been just been elite all year and and when called upon when a couple guys go down he was the best player on the ice well excuse me one of the best players on the ice yeah. kind of led the charge with the goal and assist um and just logging a lot of minutes and a lot's going to be asked of him so it's good that he's playing as good as he is um or as, those as, numbers by the way are the last two games i apologize yeah. i forgot to put that stat on there no worries i i went over the weekend but yeah goal and assist two points um Fires the puck every chance he gets. I like that. I, 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 and he's, he's not selective about it, but he get he gets them through. They all kind of got seeing eye shots and um, yeah, he's going to be playing 25 to 30 minutes here for the next little while. So um, let's hope he stays hot. Cause he's for four, four point six million bucks. He's playing pretty damn good. Yeah. Bargain. So, yeah. So he, he uh, is, I think the, I think it's Adam Fox who leads all demon and scoring with 10 points. He's just, he's right there. Eight yeah. points. Mm -hmm. He's playing really well. I, I know it's early. I don't want to get too excited, but I think you sometimes need to talk early in order to set the tone. Can we consider at least a little bit of conversation about that trophy at the end of the year for the defense? Whoa. Wow. <laughs> they bring in the heat early. He's plus 3,900 on uh, Botano right now to win the Norris. Yeah. Well, Jake Sanderson's not on the list. Thomas Shabbat is, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. I just the way if he can continue to play this way, all it's all I'm saying. Yeah. If he can continue to play this way, I think he should be part of a conversation. Well, the, the a big part of the Norris, probably the biggest part, is you got to put up obscene numbers. So he keeps up this pace. He'd have to probably throw up seventy points. You throw yeah, up twenty goals or yeah, 
okay, if he gets 20 goals and 50 assists, he will absolutely be in the conversation and and has some and has a decent plus minus. It's such a numbers. The problem is you get a lot of people that vote that don't watch the games. So they just look at the stats. So if his stats are keep up this way, he'll have a chance for sure. And uh, to, to, to Bob's point, that shot of his from the point, his little, he's able to kind of change, like yeah. sell it, move. Yeah. And then he might have one of the hardest quick wristers in the league for defensemen. That's really tough to do. With your feet moving. Yeah. With your feet moving. And then to get it on net with some mustard on it, because that thing's still coming at a pretty good clip. It just goes to show you how strong he is. And he, he uses the whip of his stick extremely well. That's to me, that's been his biggest asset offensively on the blue line, getting shots through. And he has an incredible nose for the net of mm-hmm. jumping down from the blue line and grabbing a rebound that's come off of a forward stick or a defense. Cause that's, that's really hard to time. I, his offensive instincts are very good. Um, couple points earlier this season, I would have liked a few better defensive reads, but hey, everybody makes a few mistakes here and there. Coaching. Overall, it's not coaching. Overall, <laughs> uh, overall, he's been uh, he's been tremendous so far. He's been yeah. uh, great. Ad, yeah, a little early to talk about that, but no, yeah, it's not. Trophy, but um, <laughs> I I will say what's going to be very important is that they don't burn him out in the next four to six weeks. He, I know he's going to play elevated minutes and I know he's in phenomenal shape. Um, he takes care yeah. of himself. He's into the recovery and all the, and the diet. And, um, it, you know, is, is a little, um, out there with some of it from what I understand, but at the same time, he's, you can't, you can't just burn him out waiting for Chabby to get back. You got to find somebody else to take a few more minutes off his plate. Cause 27 a night's not going to be, it's too much. It's a lot. It Which is, is good. What's his go-to? What was he eating again? Some kind of animal was he heart? Like, was it beef, like the liver, and the he was a heart? He was a carnivore, oh, yeah. basically, yeah. is what I understand. But yeah. ate all the heart and the marrow and all that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. He's gonna have to get some extra marrow in the fridge. <laughs> keep keep <laughs> that body going. Yeah, no, he's uh, he was I great when we had him on. He he, got, yeah. he came into it pretty in depth when he came on our show, but always eating. I couldn't do it. But hey, who knows? He, he looks great, so he's obviously onto something. I appreciate when you can have that kind of discipline to do that. Because uh, there's like being a high-performance athlete and taking care of your body. Then there's that level. I Not a chance. I did a story, I remember, on Spets. We made a big deal when he first started eating uh, caribou, I think it was. And I, I, I think he started going to Gary Roberts at that time. Because if I'm not mistaken, Gary Roberts nutritionists all talk about different kinds of meats and whatnot. Yeah. And so uh, ostrich, I think it was. Oh, thank you. And so I, I remember going over and I'm like, like Spets is like, yeah, the fridge is full of ostrich meat. I'm like, oh. okay, okay. To each what's, other. The weird, do. what's the weirdest thing you guys have ever eaten? Uh, uh, pig's ear and cow tongue when I was in Belarus, Russia. Did you like it? No. Oh. What about you, Bob? I, I don't know that I've ever really been out there. Um I, I just saw that pop up. I haven't had gator bites because I'm in the south now. So gator, I guess. Oh, yeah. and yeah. tastes like chicken. I, honestly, yes. Frog legs. <laughs> yeah. Frog legs that you know, the um, uh, bays back in the day, probably. But they they all taste like chicken. And it's yeah, leathery. When I was playing in Switzerland, we used to go to this steakhouse after every uh, Saturday night game, and all the Swiss guys loved eating horse. 
and I I couldn't do it. And finally, I think it was the last night in town. We had the vino going. All right, I'll try the horse. I couldn't get the picture out of my head though of like a horse running and <laughs> just free as can be. <laughs> Secretariat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. I had a bite and then hammered some wine. Couldn't do it. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I think uh, I draw the line at anything you could actually have as a pet, right? You're right. Anything you can ride. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I'm gonna just gonna move on. I got to, we've got a ton of stuff still to talk about. Um, Gavin, fire up the botano, please. As this show is always proudly presented by our number one sponsor, um, Botano. Go to botano.ca, download the app. Uh, the game starts now. Uh, online betting for all of your sports, including tonight is the uh, sports equinox. The only time of the year where I think, uh, Major League Baseball, NHL hockey, uh, NFL football and NBA all on uh, and same time. Uh, live bet builder, same game parlays uh, and look at placing a bet for the Norris Trophy at Jacob Chikrin plus thirty nine hundred. Just today. Uh, also by BEI, uh, Bonisher Excavating Inc., helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Uh, all your equipment rentals and aggregate topsoils, sales and needs, uh, custom crushing and screening. Also, they are looking to hire. So if uh, need be, go to uh, BonisherExcavating.com uh, and apply online. And as Bobby likes to say, free hockey Friday. That's all part when you join uh, BEI. Uh, 613-432-1120. Okay, uh, moving up front to the forwards. What do we think about? I want to get to Ridley Gregg in a sec overall, but moving Josh Norris up to the, uh, we'll call it the second line alongside Tarasenko and Batherson. I would like to point out that Batherson and Kubelik both got their, well, they both scored on the weekend. Kubelik with his first of the season. They look better. Does it matter that they were playing where they were playing? Does Do we like the shift um, in the lines? Bobby? I do. I, I like. I, I think Norris was always going to be your top six guy. Um, he's gotten his feet wet. He got back into it. He's got some timing back. Get him back towards, um, you know, those bigger minutes and and more elite players because he's obviously scored at a high clip for most of his career. So um, I do. I think I, I like Kubalik, um with the other guys because he can really just be the only shooter. I think that gives him that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what a shot the other night. Hey, when uh, offside. Ooh back against the grain like that's a perfect shot and that's what you brought him in for but those other guys can get him the puck greg greg can really um he can distribute a little bit and i think that gives you know kubalik a little more chance to relax and be and settle into the shooting role as a pair you know as opposed to where he was higher in the lineup it kind of made him become the four checker not you know, he did it well, but it wasn't his play. That's not his style. So I, I like that change. I think it gives him a chance to just focus on getting open for those other two guys and, and uh, not having to clear space for, you know, the better players on the other two lines. But he's supported well in that opportunity up there. I just think this is probably where he belongs. And that's not a detriment. A, I'm going to open up a whole can of worms here, boys. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so look at where this team, if, if you're looking long-term for this team of, of – I always say next year, I see them as a playoff team this year and next year making some noise in the playoffs. So if you say that, that Pinto is going to be in your lineup and be your right shot centerman, correct? I think, mm-hmm. I think we're all in agreement there. I'm really impressed at, at, at Wrigley, Greg. I, I, I just, to me, he's going to be your prototypical hard third line center. Mike Fisher. 
with skill. Man, I've been so impressed. I love the chemistry of Batherson and Norris. To me, and you said this, this you said this about two shows ago, ago Bob. Norris is a finisher. The way he can, like, he seems to know how to get into those soft spots in the offensive zone. And a lot of times when he's playing with with Drake, Drake almost becomes kind of the center, but he's not a center. I could see one day, potentially, you see Norris moving to the offside. Tarasenko is not going to be here next year. Like, we all know that. Like, that's not happening. So so maybe maybe we do see one time where you have, where you have Stutzla, you have Pinto, you have Ridley Gregg and, and potentially Josh Norris moves moves to the wing because once the pucks drop too, it's F one, F two, F three. Anyhow, it doesn't matter. You're you're all over the ice. But I don't know, Bob. You're you're a winger. How hard is it for a for a centerman to switch over to the wing? So, well, it's in, I mean it's much easier than going the other way, right? Um, yeah. I will say this: Ryan Getzoff is one of the best players I've ever played with, and mm-hmm. arguably a Hall of Famer. You put him on the wing, he's absolutely lost lost he gets the puck doesn't look and just throws it across the ice and he'll be the first one to tell you because he's like i don't know what i'm doing so he's like i know there's a guy on the other wing (laughs) i just throw the puck over there it's not a problem in the offensive zone at all like you said josh is going to find his spots no matter what position you put him in yeah i would say the hardest part would be coverage in the defensive zone and getting very and i mean you have to give him time to, to learn how to play in the defensive zone along the wall. It's not easy, right? It's not that puck gets rimmed. You're meeting a guy at the puck all the time. Um, it, it's it's hard to learn at an elite level at that age if you haven't been taking reps like that for a very long period of time, obviously. But I do hmm. think Josh is skilled enough to do it, and he's certainly he, – I don't think he would be scared of the position. So nope. I do I do believe he'd be okay at it. I, no I, chance of you- putting him over there. <laughs> to your point, I got I got put on wing. I'd never played it before in Detroit, and I played like I don't know a week on the wing. I felt like a horse with blinders on. I don't know how you guys do it. Like you're, you're getting the fuck. You're there, the guys. These pinching up on you. There's nowhere to go. Um, you got to make such fast decisions on the wall. And I, it, to me, it's like I man, I'd rather play as a defenseman. I'd rather play center because you're in the middle. You can see everything. You're down low, but. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking long term. I'm like, what happens to this group? I, I know time will will dictate what happens, but you look at the shoulder, not having to take faceoffs. Um, I don't know. I'll see. I, I just I've been impressed with Greg. Not that I haven't been impressed with Norris. Yeah. He's just coming back. He's just coming back. But I'm just trying to think where does this team go long term with their center ice position? So good problem to have. Yep. Well, could you just make him your fourth line center? What? Or does he? Well, if you could go Ooh. Ridley Gregg, if you could go Stutzla, Norris, Pinto, and Ridley Gregg down the middle of the ice, how dominant would you be? You'd be pretty good. That's you'd right? be very. Like, you'd be set at center ice for sure. But um, that's the problem is Ridley Gregg's not a fourth line player. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. By the way, I uh, would like to point out uh, because Gavin put the board up is. Uh, Ridley Gregg leads all rookies in scoring with seven points. He also leads them at plus minus with plus seven. So, um, again, I'd like to talk about trophies at the end of the year and think that he should be yeah. considered for that trophy, even though I know we're eight games into the year. And the only reason I say that is if we don't talk about it, 
Nobody is going to. Hey. And I think and I think you deserve to be the way he's played as of right now just deserves a little chatter at the moment. I I could not agree more. Here's here's the case in point is he's getting an extended look now because somebody's out for 41 games. That is a fact. But mm-hmm. if that player comes back and he's ready to play game 42, whatever it might be, what is his role? Does it diminish him? Does it does it push him to the the wing? And he doesn't play the same. So, right. and this can happen to any player on that list. Uh, you know, any player on that list could be bumped out mm-hmm. by a trade, or that's that's how it is. It being a rookie, he absolutely deserves the credit right now. He's been he's been tremendous. I just um, I just want to be cautious before it becomes something in Sensland where you don't know what yes. the case is going to be in January because it could change dramatically. And I and I understand that completely. All I'm saying is, if we wait until March to say something. Right. about how players are playing, then no one's going to pay attention because everybody's still talking about Connor Bedard or whoever. Mm-hmm. Connor Bedard is minus four on the year. Uh, yeah, but, well, he's in but, Chicago. Let's, <laughs> right, I, I understand. But all I'm saying is people who vote just start to hear names mentioned all the time. And yeah, that's how. And then they get, oh, maybe it's, I don't know, everybody keeps talking about Connor Bedard and Luke Hughes. Well, but maybe they need to pay attention to the body of work some people have put up. That's, that's all I'm I'm not saying give him the Calder now. I'm just saying, we need to keep on that. I agree. Agreed. Agreed. He, this is what he's doing. He's basically knocking down the door right now on the opportunity he's been given because he very easily could have came in and played tentative, turned the puck over, taken bad penalties, but he's doing, he's doing everything I've asked of him and more like he, this is how you, this is how you forge out your career when you get an opportunity what do you do with it? And and right now he's making the most of it, man. Like I can't say enough how much I enjoy watching this kid play. He's yes, he just he brings something the other centers don't, and that is an a little bit of nasty with some skill as well. Like, come on, that hit on Debrinket, like he yeah. just <laughs> like talk about taking Sens the like winning the hearts of Sens fans by doing that. He just a uh, lot to like, and it's early, but so far, so far, he's got an A plus yeah. on his exam. Yeah, yeah, and same same thing with. I mean, ironically, it was Shane Pinto last year who scored twenty because of injuries to Josh Norris. It's right, make the yeah. most of that opportunity. So, I just mm-hmm. want to. I hope he just continues to play the way he is, and so that at the end of the year, we continue to chat about how well Ridley Gregg has played. If but he it, plays this, if he plays this way, Wally, he'll probably yeah. win the Calder. Like if this keeps up. Yeah, what I'm saying. Can can you sustain it? And that's why I said we'll we'll see. But so far, man, it's impressive. Uh, By the way, did you guys see the hit that Mark Castellick put on the in Long Island? Yeah, massive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a second. That was that's that's a hit. Like that's a thunderous hit. Yeah, was behind the net. Down in the uh, yeah yeah. He's a big man. Like what is he? Two twenty. Six four, I like Mark Castellick's game. Yeah, yeah me too. too. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a great fit for that fourth line. Uh, all right. Uh, last topic I want to bring up. Well, I shouldn't say that because there's probably going to be more. Um, nope. Last is... one. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yorkie, I uh, did say if the show got a hundred likes, we would tell who our guest is for tomorrow. But we're at seventy eight. Yeah, we got to so... wait. Need a hundred likes before we can announce our. Like it's Very, it's a whale of a guest. Has this guest ever been on a podcast or done anything? 
Like, I, I don't think he's so, done an interview. Like, I can't remember the last be, time. Will be his first. Oh, Bobby, what a beauty, too. You're going to love this you're, day. I can't wait. You guys are going to, you're, well, can't stop saying stuff. You're going to bury the lead here. <laughs> well, I, I hope you, by the way, have, uh, you two have read all the notes I've sent you. <laughs> I, I absolutely <laughs> intend to tonight. There's like there six a, pages of notes. There's a good, there's a good amount. <laughs> I got to give him, uh, I got to give him a call after we get off the air today. He wants me to, we got to go over some stories and what, hey, uh, here's a, here's a little tidbit. He was Yorkie's roommate one time on the road. Well, yeah, for about, uh, I think for about the whole season, we're roommates. Great roommate. You're great roomie. We had so much fun. Uh, Yorkie, we are at 117 likes. Just like what? that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Just like that. Uh, that escalated quickly. <laughs> our, our guest tomorrow. Can I do it, Yorkie? Are you okay? Do you, yeah, would you like ahead. to announce it? You're all fired up. Go ahead. <laughs> our guest tomorrow is the first draft pick in Ottawa Senators history. I'll just wait for the chat to fill out who that is, and then we'll continue on. Um, so... I would like to talk. Uh, actually, let's do it before I get into the next topic. Uh, Alex Degg will be the guest on our show tomorrow. He has, a documentary, he has a documentary coming out uh, in 2024, early 2024 on his career. Netflix. I think that'll be fantastic. Netflix doc um, refers to himself in the third person as the Daigle. <laughs> absolutely beauty. Wearer of a silk scarf back in the, when nobody was wearing a silk scarf. He is uh, he's a he is a man of mystery. Nobody knows what's going on, where he's been, what's going on, and people will find out tomorrow. When was so he? I'm trying to think if he was a. I remember a a big time Russian player playing men's league hockey in El Segundo, California. Was he living in California in the summers? Yeah, he was there for a while. Yeah, he was. Uh, I think he was working. He's still working for a production company, but yeah, he. Okay. He's he was down there. I kind of lost touch with him, and we re, we reconnected when we did. Uh, we had a big outdoor game back oh, when, cool. at, at Parliament Hill, and this was funny. He was the best guy on the ice. Don't hold, like, don't talk about the game. Okay, yeah. Anyways, he was joking. He goes, "That's what happens. When you never go in the corners. You fly around, and you're you're healthy. <laughs> you're healthy when you're retired." That's amazing. I can't he, wait. Uh, I'll be taking he, the back seat on this one and just laughing, boys. <laughs> I'm super excited. So uh, it's a bad transition, but I want to get uh, to Adam Johnson and what happened um, as he as he tragically lost his life on the ice. And and for that, I I feel terrible. I also feel terrible for all who are involved because that's that's a really tough thing to try and go through. Um, but my point, and I want to bring this up to you two. Why can't we just wear neck guards? Why do you guys have to fight so hard to wear neck guards? And in fact, I'll go back to, uh, I related to my son who's at 16 and the last year at 15 took his neck guard off because nobody was wearing them and they don't have to. And I was like, mm. what are you doing? He's like, well, they don't, the rules, you don't have to anymore. I'm like, that's ridiculous to me. So uh, after this, uh, he is now looking at getting a, the turtleneck to wear um, like not the Alexi Yashin one, but cut resistant, if you will. Why can't we get NHL players, guys, to consider neck protection? What do you think, Bob? I, I mean, I would never wear one. It would bother me incessantly. 
Um, it's too hot. It, it itches. Um, they're uncomfortable. And I have zero, and I said before the show, zero interest in minor, or zero interest, excuse me, um, zero issue in minor hockey players wearing them. Zero. I think it's, I don't, I think it's just an individual choice. I don't know. If you went into a room and asked Brady to Kachuk to wear a neck guard, he's going to laugh you out of it. I, I just, nobody wants to wear them. Yeah. They're awful. Yeah. For, and then for, by, for by the time you're done with it, it becomes like you said earlier too, by the time you're done with it, it becomes a necklace because guys are just going to make that thing smaller yeah. and slimmer to not wear it. It's uh, so for, we're just supposed off, to go. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I just want pretty, us to be smarter. It's pretty hockey's when you really think about hockey and first off, it's man, I feel so bad that like I, I saw the, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, the, the real video and what happened. It's so tough. I yeah. feel so bad for obviously for the player who lost his life, the player that did it, everybody on the ice. It's, this is man. I hate seeing stuff like that, but to, to, when you really think about hockey, how crazy the game is and how fast things go on. And I really didn't think about it until I was old and about to retire. I remember playing my last game when I was 37 and you, I actually, I knew that's when it was time for me to retire. Cause I went into my last game actually thinking, man, hope I don't screw my leg up or my back up and I'm not able to walk and play with my kids when, when, when they uh, grow up because it's, it's just crazy. When you think about all the major sports, the fact that you used to play this game with no helmet is completely nuts. And now it went from a visor, which I never thought guys would agree to, but it's come in. And even too, like, I remember when my kids were playing junior and I'm like, you're, it's, there's so much stuff that can go on in a hockey game. You're skating around on razor sharp blades. You got weapons in your hand. There's a puck flying around 20 miles, hundred miles an hour. It's just, it's a dangerous, dangerous game. And, um, I don't know what the answer is. Sure. I'd love to see guys wear neck guards. It'd be great. But the thing, the way it works is it has to go through the NHLPA. They have to vote for it. And Everything takes time. And I, and I think this will change the minds of some guys. Hey, look at, look at Crosby and Malkin, two of the guys that wear the ear guards yeah. or guys that used to be guys used to be laughed at in the league. If they put a visor on, like they would be taunted. Like mm -hmm. when I first came, when That's I first came Don in, Cherry. when I, no, that wasn't because it was just because of uh, the he went at the, players for wearing visors. I thought it was a ridiculous. Well, nobody was on the ice saying, Hey, I'm going to make fun of you because of Don Cherry. It was, it was just a macho thing and you didn't wear one because you didn't want to be taunted by their team. So everything takes time. I think this, I don't know what'll be, I don't know what'll happen, but sure, for sure it would help. Um, but Hey, you could be standing in front of the net and just remember when, I don't know if you remember this, Bob, when this, I think I remember Steve Eiserman got a puck right in the face. You get it in the right spot in a temple or wherever, like, some bad shit could happen. And I was standing, oh, I was standing right next to Tamo when he broke his jaw and the slap shot was coming past both of us. And it, yeah, I remember the sounds and, and just him dropping. Like, oh, like, like you could, you could get this could happen. It wouldn't matter if you had a neck guard on. Let's say you're engaged in a, in a puck battle in front of the net, slap shot comes and you're up battling. If that gets you directly, in the right part of the Adam's apple, you could shatter that. And who knows what could happen, right? There's just Trent Cleary, uh, Trent yeah, McCleary. There's, there's, he took the slap shot in the throat in Montreal. You could be lying on the ice and the neck guard could get pushed over. There's just so, yeah. there's so many I, intangibles in the game of hockey. That's why it's so dangerous. And that's why 
guys make a lot of money playing it because it's very, very dangerous. And uh, okay, but if, just, at the world junior level, Yorkie, at the highest level of junior hockey players, they all have to wear neck guards. Yes, they all came off on the ice. There was a ton of them yeah. laying on the ice, whatever. But they, if they can all wear them and play at the highest level, then I think they all should. And I, and I, I really think they should all, from 19 down, should all be wearing them. I don't understand totally that. Right. Listen, whatsoever. I agree. Yeah. I got no problem. I agree. With that. Yeah. Man. Hey, listen. I, when I was coaching junior, I in our league, the CCHL, I wanted everybody in full cages. I was one of the guys that voted for it because, like, well, why are we doing this? Like, stupid. These guys are they're going to college next year. That's where they want to go. Why are we wearing half visors? But I got voted down. Now it's getting grandfathered in in that league. But and they're mad about it. And I we're know, talking about some of them are 16 year old kids. I know. I, but hey, let it's, them it's have a, a visor. Let them have a full cage. Sorry. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But I, man, so here's I just, my question, Bobby. Would you go on the ice and not wear a jock? Uh, you want to know? So you want to know something? Oh, I don't lost. tell me I did all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Is that not in the not at the pro level? But I did uh, up until juniors. Um. And no, that no, I would not. I would not do that now. Okay, obviously. so it's probably. I don't know. Is is it comfortable? Like my point is, people always say, "Well, it's not comfortable to do it," but it's protection. I just think that there yeah. should be some kind of neck protection because of the way the game is played now. I just think that you're getting like what? Okay, so we when we put there, there is always going to be freak injuries in hockey. Yes, this one yes. is obscenely more yes. tragic because of the outcome, but there were always freak injuries. And I do understand, you know, the conversation, but I, you're going to get to a point where you're going to want players in bubble wrap out there and, and Michelin suits. Um, and, and the first player that get hurt, we're going to be calling for something else. I just, I think at that level, it has to be an individual choice. Um, and I think, I think it was Yorkie who said, you might see some guys in turtlenecks with the cut resistant now, or just, you know, mm -hmm. it, this, this bogged their, their mind and, and, and made them think about it. And, I got, I would never make fun of a player for, well, you know what? I used to make fun of Placanic all the time for that turtleneck. <laughs> he just retired, I think. Yeah. We used to just absolutely give it to him for that thing. But I don't think anybody would fault anybody for it um, because of the reasoning and what just happened. I just, I know for myself, I I'm never putting one on. Um, yeah. And it's arguably scarier playing against beer league men now yes. <laughs> on Tuesdays afternoon. Yes. And it is in the NHL. I get that. Arguably. I mean, more scary. I'm in a very scary league on Tuesdays. Average age, my my right winger is 66, and my uh, so younger I play you. center, and my my left winger I think 61. We're we're not noted for speed out there. No, shuts <laughs> down roll. <laughs> we uh, hey, just remember Gretzky in, in L.A. He wore the full white turtleneck mm -hmm. there. Yep. Uh, Yashin had the turtleneck on. I I know. I just think that there's a safer way. That's all I. And I understand sure that is. there's still going to be like people's wrists get cut and they're wearing gloves. I understand that stuff, but it just seems like that's the one area. And it, it, for whatever reason, it seems like there's been more incidences of close calls, perhaps of skates coming yeah. up, like guys get hit oh, yeah. on the boards. They come up. I just, that one's man. I just want to, that's a concern for me. Yeah. Like, could you not think of something in hockey too, where you're, so many guys losing teeth. Oh, I couldn't like just make, I always wondered this kind of stupid to say this, but just a nice like space bubble you can wear that didn't affect your vision. <laughs> nice breathing thing out of it. 
chain mail for everybody all the way down. Everybody will be <laughs> see what it feels like to be as slow as me out there if you put them in chain mail. <laughs> you'll you'll so, figure out how good I really was. <laughs> if, here's the thing, Wally. If you yeah. if most people got a chance to go down, I always say this ice level and watch how fast the game of hockey at NHL level is played, you, you would be blown away and you'd think there's not a chance I would put myself in that position. Of, of, there's so much bad things that can go on at any given time. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. And I, and I know you guys accept that and you get paid according to that as well. But I, I, just, I, just, I don't see why you wouldn't want to try and be safer. That's hey, now that I'm now that I'm playing, if I, yeah, I'd I'd have the turtleneck Kevlar on, I'd have the visor down in my mouth, <laughs> the old Danny Heatley visor. Hey, he oh. had that visor right down there. Yes, but of the that's Crosby he ear went, guards he... on. Okay. Uh, all right. So, Bob, is there? And I'll refer to you because you played uh, more recently. Is there ever conversations in the room about injuries like that? Oh uh, well, I mean guys are undoubtedly talking about it um but that conversation doesn't ever lead to are we going to be forced to wear a neck yeah. guard or when i think it was evander kane last year with the you know yes uh, with wrist. the wrist right yeah sorry um guys will watch the video i'm sure that clip's being played on tsn to a degree um or maybe they're just yep. kind of edging away from it whatever it might be um the conversation will be had and it'll most of the conversation unfortunately in the locker room is like man that sucks but it could have been any one of us and you just carry on. That's all it really is, isn't it, Yorkie? Wally, if you if yep. if you're an NHL player and you let these thoughts creep into your head about getting hurt and you lose you your hurt. edge, if you lose your edge a little yeah. bit, like this is why guys get so dialed into play, all the prep, routine, focus. You can't play in the NHL yeah. uh, unless you are crazy talented, uh, unless you are super dialed in. And you just, and that's, you hear this all the time. What happened? I lost my edge. You can't lose your edge because as soon as you lose your edge, you're done. And part of that edge is you accept the, you accept what can go wrong, what can happen. And you don't think about it because yeah, if you yeah. think about that, you can't play. Um, you're you're going to be scared and you can't do it. And that's, that's just the reality of all pro sports, little football. Like look at the shit that could happen when you're playing in the NFL. It's, it's a car crash every play. Um, <laughs> Like it's nuts I, when you really. I think understand, about it. All, but there was a time when players fought to wear helmets. They're like, no, 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 we're not wearing helmets. Yeah. This is stupid. Hey. I'm not. I'm not okay. disagreeing with you. I'm not. You would have played. Maybe... Did you play with Craig against Craig McTavish? The last I did, guy not yeah. to wear a helmet. Yeah, we we own the round no helmet. But here's the thing: you'd go in the corner with them, and and you would not try and get him in the head. Like it's kind of. Yeah. If you talk to a lot of the old school guys, yeah. they'll tell you when the helmets came on, the sticks came up. And, well, well and that's what they say it, about college hockey in the U.S. is that because there's no yeah. fighting and they all wear cages. It's crazy. More it crazy. I was just, I was just, <laughs> I was just at my son's game at Elmira College. They had a big win the other night, two and zero to start the season. Uh, they, the pace and the the ferocity of the hits and the running around, the guys are amped up, and oh, they yeah. all got full, they all got full cages on. They're diving in front of pucks. Like it's chaos out there. Yeah. Uh, before we go, and I, I won't. Bobby, I won't ask you a question. Uh, we're just going to make a, a comment. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the Dodonov thing, or Evgeny Dadnov, depending on how you refer to it. Uh, he was he arrived after you were gone, right? 
You, you didn't did. play with yeah. him. Yeah. No. Um, there's all the chatter about what happened with the no trade clause or whatever between Vegas and Ottawa and what's going to transpire. Uh, people keep asking, well, why didn't they just look up on cap friendly? You would see he had a no trade clause. So here's the only discussion I have about this is um, the Sens started doing it. I don't know if other teams do it. I think they do is they started asking at the beginning of the year for your list of no trade clauses, right? And I think they probably asked for yours, Bob. Correct. Every year yeah. before the season. Yeah. And they gave you maybe 10 days to submit it. It's something like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, it was something quick and it was, yes, it's always such a no brainer for everybody. So, but so from what I understand <laughs> is they're either saying Dadnoff, Dadonoff didn't submit his or that the Sens are saying they don't have it. And that made it void. And if, if he didn't submit it, they're saying it's null and void. And so they didn't have to disclose it to Vegas. That's the only way that this can possibly be an issue. Because yes, they would know that there's a clause, a no trade clause, but they need to have that list. And so the the trade call will certainly, uh, which I believe they're all recorded, will obviously get to the bottom of it, I would assume. But yeah, that's that's the only way that this can possibly be an issue is if the Donoff by chance didn't submit the list or that they said they didn't get it in time and that voided it. Is there, I, I thought it was already ruled on. There's a punishment coming. No. Well, I, I'm waiting for the punishment. I, I'm assuming there is, but I haven't, I haven't heard of the said punishment. But it, it, I thought, I thought everybody was in agreement that, according to what was released, I think Elliot released it that that Ottawa screwed up. And well, they that's didn't just... that's what they're saying. But I haven't. The punishment hasn't come out yet. So have they come to a final agreement? Agreement yeah, on what yeah. the punishment is. Like I keep hearing, it's a first round pick. That may very well be it. But I haven't, oh, oh. I haven't, like, I haven't heard them come out and say, here's what happened. I believe that Peter McTavish, who was the assistant GM at the time, I think they're going to try perhaps to say that he messed up. I don't think he did. Um, so we'll see. No, if, if, if something like this happens, it's, it's who's ever in charge. The buck stops with who's the boss yes. who's running the show. Like it or not, that's what it is, it's, and and we'll see what happens. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see exactly what did happen because you're hearing all the rumors. I don't know for sure, yes. but at the end of the day, when mistakes are made, it, it you can blame other people or whoever's fault is, but the buck stops with who's ever making the decisions, and that's 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 just the way it is. Well, uh, my understanding is Pierre Dorian was the only one on the trade call from Ottawa at the time. Yeah. So, oh man, so. I want, yeah, I want to see it. I don't know, Bob. I want to see what happens before he, you, you, you make a full comment on it and what the yeah, situation yeah. is. Yeah. Like, there's no timeline though. Like for a punishment? Yeah. No, it, I, I just, mean, yeah. It's just up in the air. Just, yeah. Okay. So I like I heard last week in the like in the office that there was rumblings about it, but I yeah. don't know, and so nothing's been made public. So that's what I'm waiting for. Mm -hmm. well, thanks for letting me in, the fans know, because I had to text you guys when I was like, "Does anybody know anything about this?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess because then they tried. Yeah. Vegas tried to trade yeah. Dadnoff to another team and found out, "No, I got a no trade clause." Well, yeah, wait, what? I, they were like, "You're off to Anaheim." And he goes, "Yeah, no, I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. somebody told me that's what happened in the locker room when they told him he was traded. He goes, "No, I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, yeah. I'm not taking the no free tax or the no tax to go yeah. to. California. No. I'll keep oh, this he's... 20 the 13 extra percent, please. 
Like that's a oh, lot yeah. of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot. Dallas, Anaheim. That's at least twenty percent. Yeah, Vegas, Anaheim. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Vegas, he ended up. Anaheim. He ended up, and he ended up. No, after that, he this was when they traded him to Dallas uh, to Vegas. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 so yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was, I was thought we were talking about when he went off to Dallas after. No. So it was. Uh, yeah, but Dallas this, would be uh, a cheaper tax rate, right? Bob? Oh yeah, they're they're tax free there too. Yeah. 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 Anyway, all right, yeah. boys. Uh, we're back tomorrow. Uh, read your notes tonight in bed before you uh, you get ready for Alex Degg tomorrow, who uh, I'm excited to talk to. He got traded just before I arrived in Ottawa, so we've never really had a chance to chat. So this sh should be exciting. We'll be ready. All right, boys. Thanks, for everybody, for watching. We'll see you tomorrow on Coming In Hot. Coming In Hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.